Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Welcome to What's Right for Me. As you can obviously tell, I am not Delaney Oaks reporting to you live from the sunny eastern shore of Florida. Instead, I am the woman behind the scenes, Christina Jaguar, taking over hosting duties. Today, I have the sad duty to announce our host and dear friend, Delaney Oaks, lost her battle with cancer at, on August 30th of 2023. At this moment, I am joined by my colleagues, Marta Moran Bishop, Karen Vaughn, um, Fran Lewis, and Marta and Marcia Casper-Cook will be joining us, as well as Barbara Arantrew. So, we're going to get started here. We're going to say a few words. Um, but first, I'm going to give us a little background on how we all got here. As you can see, um, Red River Writers was the brainchild of April Robbins, a children's author who wanted to create a group of writers who supported and helped one another. Through the creation of her Facebook group and radio network, authors could share their stories, art, and even share tips with one another. April was always on the prowl for talent, and she saw it in Delaney. In fact, she made Delaney her co-host, but soon decided she should have a show of her very own. So Tea Time was born, as well as What's Right for Me. There, Delaney Oaks showcased authors of all backgrounds and genres. In a few years, April would announce her retirement and hand over the reins of the network to Delaney, who led the network for 14 years. During that time, she continued her own career as an author, managing to publish an impressive 24 books. She once bragged even. She had 70 stories completed with another 40 waiting in the wings. Can you say prolific? I met Delaney in 2009 when April put a call out on her Facebook page for a Ross. That was a name they gave to assistants or co-hosts. Ross was a character on the TV show Frasier. She was a snarky and fun radio producer who always kept <laughs> Frasier on his toes. Unemployed at the time, I volunteered. I barely knew what a podcast was and had no idea what I was getting myself into. Our first show was a disaster. <laughs> Delaney had technical issues and needed me to step in, and I had no clue what I was doing. I had no idea how to entertain people for an hour or fill dead air time. <laughs> so keep in mind, um, I'd only been trained on how to use the switchboard and manage the chat room. So when it was all over, I thought that was the end of it. After that train wreck, there was no way they were going to keep me on. So I kind of walked away from it. And days later, I was shocked when she messaged me. And she said, where had I been? Apparently, I had missed the show, <laughs> and I was shocked. Um, so since then, we've been together for 14 years. I think in that time, I've missed maybe a handful of shows. So what I want to do right now is play our first, our first gig. Um, our first show, like I said, was a disaster, and you're about to hear that right now. Good afternoon, and welcome to What's Right For Me. I'm host, Delaney, coming to you live from the East Coast of Florida. Two guests today, I'm going to bring them on to introduce themselves. First, I'd like to introduce you to my host, the amazing and wonderful Christina Jaguar. Christina is also an author, so I want to Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Christina, if you could ask the next couple of questions, have you got our list of questions in front of you? Uh, could you? I can pull it up. I got it. Okay. Uh, if you could just kind of, I'm having so much trouble um, 
first of all, answer the question for us. I would like to know. You started right, and then you just kind of go over the question for me. Okay. No problem. Well, okay. I. I said no problem, and that was not true. There were plenty of problems that day. Um, let's see. Um, that wasn't the only the only problem that day. That um, the next show was pretty much the same thing, and I. I pretty much had to wing it, and um, April finally um, kind of pulled her over to the side and said, you have to get rid of Magic Jack, because she was using Magic Jack at the time, and that was a little plug-in device that you put into your computer, and you're supposed to be able to make free phone calls from your device. And as you can see, it did not work well. So as I was saying, um, I'm going to bring on Marta Moran Bishop. Um, she has something written for us. Welcome, Marta, and please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. About me is, um, as with everybody else, we're devastated. But it, this show yeah. is not about me. It's about Delaney. I remember the first time I met Delaney Oaks. It was the first book I ever wrote and the very first time on the radio, and I was a nervous wreck. From the moment we met that day, I felt as if I was having tea with an old friend. We talked about the little poetry book that my grandmother had started and I finished about her writing, about writing her work, and so much more. There were other authors on the show, and each of them received her undivided attention. She was interested in each of them. She did, this does not mean that she neglected me, for that was never the case with Delaney. Her laugh, the gentle way she led us, each of us, put everyone at ease. It was as if we were all having a cuppa in her kitchen. Over the years, Delaney became a sister of my heart. She supported my endeavors as I supported hers. She had a way about her that soothed, calmed, made one giggle or laugh, and helped each of us over the rough days as well as cheering us on. The morning she passed from this world, I was, as per my usual routine, up before the crack of dawn. As I sipped my coffee by candlelight, for I hate bright lights in the early morning, I heard tiny bells ringing, the kind of bells that are in the movie It's a Wonderful Life, and I knew she had stopped by. I was thankful she did, but when the bells stopped, my heart sank, for I knew I'd never again in this life hear her voice, laugh, see her posts, or read a new book by her. I wrote a poem for her, and I'll read it if no one minds. No, no, go I ahead. Was, I was not ready to lose my sister, not one kind nor gentle part of her, nor the laughter, joy, and love she brought to each life she touched. She left traces upon our hearts. Although she met, although she met are better for having known her, she taught us how to live and taught us how to share. She gave us support and care, never judging nor trying to make us over, but accept us, accept us all as we are and share us so she loved. I'll keep the splendor of her bright and beautiful heart within me to plant its fertile seed so I can be a better me. For though her kind and gentle soul has left her and loving voice and support has vanished, what she gave and what she taught will live forevermore. Her love of life will carry me and become a beacon to light my way. I'll cherish each memory, each footprint upon my heart. Today I honor her memory and know one day I'll see her again. Till then I do as the world she would have me do. Keep writing. Find the joy in the little things. Love everything and everyone with all of me. And spread as much kindness as I can. I love you, sister of my heart, and always will. I'll not say goodbye. Instead, I'll say until we meet again. That oh was my beautiful. gosh, that was so really, yeah. really what? powerful. That was beautiful and powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, So, Karen? Yeah? Well, you know what? No, before I move on to Karen, I want to talk to you, Marta. When did you okay. meet Delaney? 2009. Okay, was it through April, too? 
Um, no, I it I was on Delaney's show. Um, it uh, we there was an old host that was with April. We started mm-hmm. off with a co-host who was kind of mentoring me and telling me what poems I had to extend in my grandmother's poetry book. Oh. That okay. she had written in in the 1930s about um, it's a uh, children's it's all how it's all seen through children's eyes and how they mm-hmm. see the world. And I had never met my grandmother, but um, and I found out about the book on my mother when my mother was dying, and we read it to her for like five days straight. My siblings and I, and um, Jeff said we're going to be on Delaney's show, and that was when I met Delaney. Oh wow! Okay, so how I never met you, April. You never met April. Wow! I never met um, April. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> when did you get your show? Like. How did that come about? Uh, Delaney and Karen kind of twisted my arm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh. And um, I liked having my own shows, but they made me so nervous to be all by myself out there that yeah. it was such a stressor that I haven't had that many of them, though I did well when I did them. But it would be like days of stressor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm feeling the stress right now, so <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let me see here. Um, so when you met Delaney, like, how do I want to put this? Did she like? Um, did she like decide? You know, you should have your own show, or or was that like you know? Something oh, that, that was way later. I was on her show um, a couple of times, two or three times, and we became friends on Facebook, and we'd message back and forth, and I talked to her on the phone a few times. Um, though Delaney didn't really like talking on the telephone. Mhm. Yeah. And so uh, I'm that way too. (laughs) Um, Once in a while I get in the mood, but mostly I'm not real good. I'm not big on talking on the telephone. But we talked a lot in Messenger. And um, there was just, and then we uh, were started doing promotions together for Owl and Pussycat and we'd have each other's back with that and we'd read each other's books and and her son Joseph um, edited one of mine and he did book record on another one I hear though I never received it (laughs) wink wink (laughs) wink so Okay, but um, um, and he did a marvelous job. But she she shared more about her family and the love of family and life than she did anything about her any personal issues she was having. Yeah, yeah. She she never put herself on on the spot. You know, that's what. But that's why I think everybody was so shocked. It was like, wow, you know, <laughs> she's gone. Like, how did that happen? Why didn't I know? And, it, you know, she was selfless. She really, like, lended her platform to a lot of people who wouldn't have had the chance to be in the spotlight because, you know, they had either – you know, a, a small publisher or they were self-publishing and couldn't afford, you know, to pay somebody to, you know, market them. So I think, I think Delaney really, I mean, she was running that network 
for 14 years, like I said previously, and that took an amount of fortitude because as those 14 years have gone by, a lot has changed. Social media has changed, particularly Facebook. You know, those Facebook groups aren't as effective as they used to be. Um, Blog Talk Radio also has changed, and that's gotten frustrating. And for the love of God, just everything, like even publishing has changed. So it's like she was so tough. I mean, she looked like a little sweet old lady, but (laughs) that woman was made of steel because you had to be if you were going to keep everybody together, and that's what she did. So, I mean, even April, she kind of bowed out after a while. She kind of, like, shockingly announced her retirement, and it was like, wow, you're just going to build this thing and then walk away? It didn't make no sense. So Delaney was like, okay, I'll take it, whatever. (laughs) And so here we all are, years and years later. Still, you know, podcasting still, uh, sharing our stories like we are today. We're sharing our stories about Delaney. So, um, she left Framloop. Very, very deep ones on my heart. Yeah, she did. Um, Well, Karen, you're going to have to be next because Framloop is is having trouble. Okay. Um, she's She's having technical issues. She says she cannot hear. So... Oh, I can just gonna certainly keep move to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you have something you want to say about Delaney, right? Well, first of all, I want to share a poem that I wrote. Okay, okay, okay. I when I heard the news of her passing. Now okay. i got to find it. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, it's called Shattered. Um You have gone and left us all behind, but you left us with memories of your kindness and your love. Your smiling face, your sense of humor, your love of music can never be replaced. We are shattered by your absence, but we will always feel the love. So that's that's that. Um, I'd like to just say to Joe and the family who are listening in, I think Joe is anyway, um... Your wife left a spot in our hearts uh, forevermore. Um, I can't begin to tell you the kind of time she talked me off the ledge when I thought I was going to give up on a book. And she said, no, no, you write that. You write that book. She was just so encouraging. And, um, but, you know, she kept you on your toes, too. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember several being on several shows or listening to several shows of hers. Where uh, one in particular, she had Ken Farmer on, and uh, she asked the question, "What advice would you give to a new writer?" And his one sentence was, "Just write the damn book." And I think that yeah. spoke for what Delaney um, encompassed too. Just write the damn book. Because okay. she did. She, she was so prolific. Oh, yes. There is like nobody. I have never met anybody quite like her. She could just turn out a book like it was nobody's business. It was, And they weren't crappy books either. It wasn't oh, like she no, was turning. Yeah, it wasn't like she was they churning did. out product. You know, there's some authors out there who, you know, they just put out book after book and they're just no good, you know, and you see that a lot on Amazon. And now with AI, people are just, you know, doing crappy books, you know, (laughs) and this is a big problem. So, let's see here. uh, Even the books that she didn't publish but put up on her website and serial in serial format, they were quality pieces of work. Yes, definitely. Quality pieces of work. They'd make you laugh. They'd make you cry. They'd make you go, ooh, that's sexy, you know? <laughs> she's like, she got into sci-fi. She got into paranormal. Just plain uh, good old-fashioned romance. Romantic suspense. I don't think there's anything she touched 
I don't think she would touch horror because she didn't like being scared. Um, yeah. One time during NaNoWriMo, she didn't know what she was going to write. Um, so I challenged her. I challenged her to write a cozy mystery like I write. And she said, oh, okay, I'll do that. No problem. Thanks for the idea. And she started writing, and about page 11, it turned really dark. And it said, she said to me, I'm sorry, Karen, it's not a cozy anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Uh- um, by the way, um, you were mentioning that she wrote a lot. She was prolific. Um, a lot of her work is on the Books and Entertainment Network com website. She also had another yeah. one called Writer Sanctuary at blogspot.com. So yeah. if you want to check out her work, um, you can head over there. Um, I want to give everybody a warning, a little heads up. Um, Delaney, um, she scheduled a few stories ahead of time before her death, and um, so we got some some more um, some more work to look at. <laughs> and um, oh wow! At the yeah, it goes all the way to December. So, <laughs> yeah, she's still working. It's crazy. She still puts working. us all to shame. She puts us all oh, to wow. shame. So um, we'll you're probably check those out. <laughs> yeah, um, she she's still going to be floating around there. If you see her on Facebook or on the um, blog, don't be shocked. Um, it's not fake. It's really her um, communicating. To us. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> when I when I made the announcement of her death, um, a post popped up. I think it was the next day. Uh, she was um, still working. Like I said, she had um, scheduled a post in the group asking a question about, you know, writing and stuff like that. So I had to – thank God I was there when the thing initially posts. I could delete it like three minutes after it had posted. And, oh, my God, I was panicked. I was like, holy crap, no. <laughs> People are going to think we lied about our job. <laughs> So I had I just deleted it and I just kind of walked away from it like like it didn't happen. So if you saw that, you know, just just know it was really Delaney and it, it's just she scheduled a lot of stuff. So um, I don't know what app she used for that group because I don't see anything scheduled in the um, the little um, calendar on Facebook. So we're probably going to be seeing some more from her <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, thanks for the warning, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. Let me. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Ruth Davis Hayes is saying she's pulling a David Bowie, having more come after. That is so like her. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, she was terribly prolific and um like i said she completed 70 books she has 20 um published officially so we're gonna um we're gonna still be seeing a lot i think a lot of her in the in the coming months so (laughs) be careful um let's see um i'm gonna move on now um i'm gonna ask you a few questions Karen, okay. if that's okay. Um, we talked about um, you talked about you know how um, Delaney and um, I got you started, and well, you blame us for it, but um, yeah, how you well, got started in podcast? Well, I should really be giving you guys credit for it, um, and a huge thank you because it has been the most eye-opening experiences that I've ever had, and I've had so much fun interviewing other authors. Um, I've interviewed Delaney many times and yourself and a few of my clients even. Um, I remember one of my first shows, I hadn't um, I hadn't set it for an hour and it, I was interviewing Mark David Gerson and it was only 15 minutes long and we had to reschedule another show 
but I just felt so bad about that. So I, I really need to watch when I set up these shows. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was sitting there on Delaney's show uh, somewhere May of 2013, and you guys kind of tag-teamed me and said, we think you need your own show. I'm like, what? <laughs> Holy cow, why do you think so? I think you'd be, Delaney said, I think you'd be really good at this because you're great at asking questions on my show uh, or when you're in the chat room. So I gave it a try, and uh, it, it would be 10 years in this coming January that I've had my show. And I somehow, uh, I want to, uh, I want to continue on. I want to keep doing them. Uh, I don't know where, I don't know when, but I want to keep doing them. Um, Anything else? Um, Yeah, I wanted to, uh, well, I think you answered that question. I, I was going to ask you, why did you say yes? When they, when Delaney said you should do a show. Well, I was sitting there, and um, after the show, and I said to my husband, "What do you think? Do you think I should do it?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, I think you should. You should try it." And I, so I went and looked for a, an assistant and found John McGee, and he helped me out for two years, and then you came along and uh, filled in for him when he couldn't do it anymore. So, uh, yeah. Okay. See, I'm going to patch Barbara through. I asked her what her um, area code is, so I'm just going to play around and see. Like, okay, let me see. Hello? Hi. Oh, I got it right on the first try. Wow. Holy crap. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, of course, um, I'm one, it's wonderful to hear everyone, but I'm devastated. And I, too, wrote a poem, if you'll indulge me. Um, yes, we will. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So... Okay, let me just get it, because what happened was I I was um, trying to get everything off my computer onto an, a hard drive, and I think I threw it on a hard drive, but I can't find it. So anyway, here goes. It's called Losing a Friend. We knew each other a long time, not in a deep way but it's fun to be with and always supportive. She was funny, reading holiday stories on my shows, making us all laugh and laughing herself, a bright, bubbly sound I love to hear. She had a way of making you feel you were sitting across the table with her, drinking coffee and chatting. She made our guests feel this way, and she was able to get people to talk about anything. And when I first decided to dip my toe into radio, she urged me to try. She in April gave me the courage to do it. Prolific in her writing, she was always my inspiration, finishing before everyone at NaNo and starting a new story. And she had a wicked sense of humor, always thinking up new ways to kill her characters and constantly thinking up new characters and plots. Her crisp writing was a pleasure to read, and her serials were always fun. We met through writing, and she loved my writing, too. And now there is a deep hole where someone is missing from my life again, a sadness that seeps through my body, the loss of my friend, moments of chat and banter, commiseration and her sympathy when I lost Hal, of days, weeks, years, building a friendship with bricks of kindness and attention, She always needing to take care of her family and the mundane commitments of life we all must do, hiding her pain until it got her at last, and we lost her shining presence to the scourge that no matter how she kept it at bay, would not leave her alone. Oh, my gosh. I 
I almost cried when I when you said that. Oh my gosh. That's so true. The scourge. That's exactly what it was. It just wouldn't leave her alone. And, and I, I, I ran I ran through my blogs to see when we met. But I know that I knew her in two thousand nine and she actually, she in April got me on one of the shows. I don't remember when or how but we met and she got me on the show and as soon as they got me on the show they made me come back again. <laughs> yep. And so and so I didn't even have a book then. I just had some stories and and she said you know, she and April pushed me to go on the radio. She said, You'll be so great, Barbie, you'll be so great and so I got on the radio. Um, April had those those, those um, experimental shows that she did to get you on, mm-hmm. and I had a co-host then, and I had a co-host for a, a, a while. I had John McGee for a little bit. I had someone else I forgot, and then they all just they they left. They were no yeah. longer available. And so I wound up having to do the show myself. And it was frightening at first, but, you know, I did it. And um, she was always there helping me in every way. You know, I'd call her in, in desperation after April left. And I, I said, not working, not working. I put her, you know, on message and she'd say, just try, you know, keep keep on going and Yes. And that's what I did. I mean, we we shared our blog talk disasters with each other. And she was on my show a lot of times. She was on my blog, which I haven't really written much on. She was a guest on there many times. I was a guest on her show. And it, I can't even tell you how many times we talked to each other, not interviewing each other. And 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 then the last time I saw her, I think we talked on uh, Messenger the last day that I saw that I spoke with her was like, and I'm just gonna go to her thing to see the last day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, this isn't it. But anyway. I know, I know. Okay, it I was, was going to ask you. It was you. sometime in August, and uh, yeah. and um, we were both commiserating about feeling lousy, but she must have felt so bad at that time and never yeah. really told me. Yeah, she didn't tell anybody. I mean, she she really played it off. I mean, oh. She was always coughing on her shows, and I figured, well, yeah. you know, she's got allergies or whatever, but it was... Yeah, that's what she said it was. She was saying that it was her asthma acting up or her allergies. So what were we supposed to think? I mean, I she know. was always like, oh, don't, I don't, my mother did this to me this year, this past year. She got really sick. And she, she would like would play it off like, oh, I'm fine. And it's clear, you know, she's getting pale. She's having like, trouble breathing. And I'm like, what is wrong with those women from that generation? It's like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm just going to go over here in the corner and die while, you know, yeah. everybody else just does their thing. I know. And it, it, she was she was such an inspiration to me. I'll never forget. I have to yeah. tell this story. Karen, do you remember this story? And Nana, when I was trying to get my, my words, and you and Zelaney, we were like doing um, – Little like sprints together. Oh we did those. yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we did sprints together, and Delaney would never give up. She said, "You gotta do it, Barbie. You can do it. You can do it." And we did these sprints, and and um, she pushed me and pushed me. And, and one day, I think I, you guys weren't there, but I did like five or six hundred words in a day. And my fingers were like almost bleeding from being on the computer, but um, it was it was so that I could. She was such an inspiration to me. She was always saying, "You can do it. You can do it. Don't you know? Don't give up. You can do it." And 
Meanwhile, she always finished at at Nano like half the time before we did. I don't know what she was doing. Finish my book. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It'd be like two days later. Like, oh, I'm done. (laughs) It's like what? I know. I said, how did you write so fast? She was like. For you up for days. She up all night and wrote. That's why. She was a night owl. Yeah. She did did explain that, but my God, that still, oh my Lord, that woman, she could just turn him out. I swear to God, she would have been a really good ghostwriter. I know Kim was telling her, you know, before, um, you know, it was announced. um, She was like, I should hire you to ghostwrite for me because you are so fast. She's such a fast writer, and her writing was so beautiful. And I had read one of her books before I even met her, Indian Summer. And I thought, what a great writer this person is. And then it turns out that I met her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, And another thing that I loved about Delaney was her sense of humor. She just could play anything off like it nothing bothered her she was like oh well you know like life goes on and just like, she she out. was great she'd come on my holiday show like I said in the poem and she would find these stories that were just they were so funny they would crack us all up we would be like laughing hysterically for, for minutes because yeah, okay. of her stories and um okay. we came to I- you know, enjoy that and hope that she would be on the show, you know. Yeah. I'm going to stop you right there because I have a clip. It's not a clip from your show. Um, it's a clip from um, one of her other shows, but it's, I swear to God, you're going to laugh. So I'm going to play it right now. Interesting thing to try. I haven't ever actually sat myself down and said, I'm going to do this today. Um, but it does sound like something that would be it would be very challenging and would probably put me over the edge of sanity i'm not sure if i'm ready for that yet maybe with massive doses of whiskey or xanax i could attempt it i don't know just don't mix them no 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 no. very very bad very bad um i i actually the doctor put me on xanax when i had neck i had a cervical repair in my neck years ago and i had to wear a a neck brace for six weeks, and I said, well, if you've got to put me in a neck brace, I don't like anything around my neck, so you better drug me. So the first prescription he wrote was for Xanax, and that stuff was good. (laughs) Oh, I love that shit. (laughs) It was good, though. I only took it when I absolutely had to have it, but wow. I could see why people could get hooked on that. I don't think it's habit-forming, you know, physically habit-forming, but emotionally really dependent on it because it's great. But, um, oh, well, I I was playing um, Ultima Online. I don't know if you all are familiar with that. It was an online video game many years ago, and uh, you can tame animals and name them. And I had a pack horse, and I named him Xanax. (laughs) <laughs> you know, whatever. I was, I was high. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Gerald, interesting thing to try. I oh, I miss her laugh. Oh my gosh, I miss her laugh so much. Yeah. Well, since now I that was the winner. Crying. Leave it. <laughs> Sorry. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Oh. Sorry, my dog is trying to get into my something he shouldn't be getting into. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but that was the winner right there when I was doing the, um, the clips, going through that. I was like, that's that's it. That's the one that we need to, to put on the show because she was just like oh. that. She was just so nonchalant, and her laughter was infectious. <gasps> it was like, yeah. Oh. This is definitely something we got to put up. Okay, um, let me, I'm going to put on um, Marsha Casper Cook. Um, She 
also has something to say. Hello, Marsha. Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm glad you invited me. Thank you so much. I'm listening to everybody. And, you know, we all started about the same time, so it's kind of interesting to hear everybody because April started us all doing this. So, But I wanted to say um, so sorry to the family. You know, Delaney was a really wonderful gal, I thought I would call her kind of like, you know. And she was was so, like, I, I think this is another side of her because, she did several of the shows about breast cancer that I had with a friend of mine, Carol uh, Solomon Pressel. And so Delaney was really great about coming on for those shows. And uh, Carol and a few other people would come on and they would discuss. And, I, and I'm hoping that out there people, somebody, something that Delaney said or Carol said, you know, kept them going because they were very honest and open. And I wanted to say I'm Thank you so much to her family for, you know, having such a wonderful person, like, out there talking, you know. And even, you're right, in the show, she never really talked about anything like that. But when on my show, she, I didn't know if I should ask her to come on because I didn't know how she wanted, if she wanted to, and she did. So I yeah. wanted to say thank you for that. You know, she was great about that. And, you know, they're hard shows to do, but... She was always so, you know, happy, and even in, you know, any trauma, she just went on. And so I think that's, yeah. like, such, such a wonderful thing to remember about her is her laughing and her late nights, because I know that late nights she used to be having music out there at night, and I go, oh, nice song you picked up, you know, because she was up late, you know, and she loved putting music on. I don't know if people knew that, but, you know, because a lot of people were probably sleeping, but she was up and she'd be putting up all these songs. And so she enjoyed life. And so I think that's one thing that we should all remember, how much fun she had and how much she loved life. And we should follow in her footsteps of keep going on because I think that's actually what April kind of did for all of us in a way because April's show was kind of like, Who's at the door? The dog was barking. People were at the door. We go, oh, just keep going. And so Delaney did, you know, we learned from her that way to kind of be loose and just go with it. So I think that's one of the things about April and having all of us as hosts was kind of shocking, actually, because I know this is the last thing I ever thought I would do. I don't think Delaney thought, I don't think any of us thought we'd be doing this. You know, Karen, you know, Fran, we just did. And she had like 40 people. And Delaney was, I think Delaney was probably the first. Okay. You know, in that group. I didn't know that. I think. I didn't. I think she was, yes, Fran would be, you know, know that also. But I think we all started about the same time. But we did have to have co-hosts at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. Were, Walk Talk was a beast. you always, right, yeah. Well, no, April. <laughs> April wanted us <laughs> to have a, a, two of us. That's how I met Virginia. She said, I had few people and I had to get people. And so I go, I don't know how to get people because April got everybody for us. So I <laughs> put an ad like out. I go, what? And I put an ad out. I found Virginia and that's how we, you know, had our own show. But And we were first with April. But, yeah, because you had to have two people. And Delaney had yeah. to have a person. And you have been with, you were with her, I think, the whole time, right? I mean, yeah, 14 years. Yeah. So I think, yeah, and most of us along the way now don't have, you know, but that was a restriction. But she had 40, like, I think she had so many people, it was unbelievable. You know, Yeah. but she did have the habit of, we all, at the beginning, it was hard for all of us, Delaney, me, Barbara, all of us, to blog talk wasn't as easy as it is now to get on. Mm -hmm. And we all had to do it. And Delaney had you, which was really great because we didn't have that and the times were wrong you know at first for people but and we all worked through it so i think that's all we all on the show have that in common so and we all yeah you know even though we're not on the same shows with each other we all still care about each other and so to her family i my deepest condolences and her memories will go on because the, the shows are out there so that will be great yeah, yeah. um and, before we before we go i want to um Play a clip from I think her. Fran is that Fran Re- is out there. Fran is Fran can come on. I Fran think. said that she can't hear. That's what she messaged she me. She can't hear. Like a few minutes ago. 
Yeah. And I asked her, do you want to call in? And she was, she never responded That's back. That's what I did. So, oh. so, okay. So I don't know Wait, what's going on in France. Get, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah. Because, yeah, because sometimes that happens with people. You have to call in. You can't always hear it, you know, well, let me, when let you're me on. Just, but um, yeah. Let me just play this clip of Delaney yeah. reading okay. from her book, Room 403. Karen, um, this was from your show. This was her last interview that she did on the network. So, um, And um, let me set this up, number one. Um, she got cut off in the middle of her reading. So what I did was I, um, I kind of edited that part out. So it's going to sound like she's repeating herself, but she's not. She's just trying to pick up where she left off. So let me play this. Okay, so would you like to read from 403? Sure. <coughs> I'm just going to do a short, uh, this is the first uh, first few pages from um, the first chapter, and it just sort of sets the scene of where they're going and what they're doing. And um, all but one of the uh, the room books have, are written in first peer, uh, person with May Reese narrating. Room 303 is not because I wanted to um, do some things with Todd, and I couldn't do that from May Reese's perspective because they're not together. So this is uh, the first, I think, four pages of Room 403. <clears throat> it's two days before Christmas. Am I at home enjoying a roaring fire, hot toddies, and a snuggle with my honey? No. I'm slogging across Nebraska in a van which refuses to go over 55 miles an hour with Arnie French and Butch Davis. We're transporting a prisoner from Kansas City, Missouri, to some backwater town in western Nebraska. The weather outside is frightful, and I'm not just quoting the song, which is currently playing, it's 10 below with a 20 below wind chill factor, near blizzard con- conditions, and nowhere to stop. Past was Oshkosh, which isn't nearly as impressive as it sounds. The sign said it had a population of 832. Because of the weather, we couldn't even see it from the road. Here we go, praying we won't go off in a ditch. At least we're close to our destination, Scott's Bluff. Where the hell is that anyway? Not quite as dismal as some other spots we could be, but I'd far rather be home. Did I mention that Arnie is insisting upon listening to Christmas music? Not the good stuff, okay. He's got on the Christmas hits of Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. While I like their voices, I'm not a huge fan of White Christmas, and if I have to hear Rudy the Red-Nosed Reindeer again, I might have to kill someone. What's got you so uptight? The prisoner, some baby-faced, cold-blooded killer, asked me, for the 17th time, I might add. No talking, inmate, I snarled. Just trying to be friendly, he moped. I don't do friendly with a criminal, I replied. Be quiet. I need to rock a piss. Do you see a place to stop, Butch asked. I don't know about you, but I'm not getting out the van to piss in the snow. It's 20 below. You want to freeze it off? The prisoner squirmed. I gotta go. Butch, who was driving, rolled his eyes at me. I was riding shotgun. Arnie drew the short straw and was in the back with the prisoner. I really didn't want to stop, not just because of the security issues, but because it was my turn in the back next, and the prisoner had IBS with the worst-smelling gas I've ever encountered. I nearly lost my lunch because of it. It was bad enough up front. In back, it was lethal. Anything on the GPS, Arnie asked, because now he mentions it. God, you men, such babies. You can't hold it until we get there. Not all of us have a steel-clad bladder, Deputy Houston. I know better than to have three cups of coffee with breakfast and two glasses of Coke with lunch. I turned off the music, followed by much protest. If I have to listen to you complain about having to pee, I'm not going to have Frosty the Snowman as an accompaniment. I'm senior on this gig, and I've been nice so far. The prisoner, a kid named Regis Fife, snorted, Nice, ha, bitch is more like. 
Arnie lead close, but still out of reach. Need I remind you that Deputy Houston is not in a good mood right now, and she's a crack shot. Best I've seen, Butch added. And you're pissing her off, so keep your yap shut, Arnie concluded. I apologize, ma'am. If we could arrange a restroom, I'll see what I can find. I want a secure location, I replied, slightly mollified by his apology. Looks like a highway patrol office in 20 miles, I said, after consulting our GPS. I'll give them a call. I'd as soon get off the road anyway, Butch said. This is getting bad, Ms. Houston. He'd almost called me by my first name. We try to avoid any personal details in front of prisoners. Butch, Arnie, and I have worked together a long time. Not only that... Butch and I were beneficial friends on and off for years. Until I got with Chris, we spent a lot of quality time together. Taking the nearly uh, nearly obscured exit slowly, he eased off the gas without touching the brakes right away. We were in the middle of nowhere, so he didn't even stop at the snow-crested sign at the bottom of the off-ramp. Making an easy, wide ride, he trundled along a few miles. The snow and wind were suddenly worse, and we could barely see. Should be about half a mile, I said, eyes watering from looking at the flying flakes. Right or left? I consulted the GPS. Left, there. A distinctive sign appeared out of the gathering gloom. It was only about three in the afternoon, but the sky was darkening fast. Butch had to guess at the driveway and clipped a curb, bouncing us around. No one cared. Even the prisoner didn't bitch. Rolling to a halt in a handicapped spot, Butch put the van in park and heaved a shuddering sigh. That, he pointed behind us, no fun. Since he's not given to panicking, I knew he was really flustered by the weather. I don't like driving in snow and ice, but I've never had to find... Since he's not given to panicking, I knew he was really flustered by the weather. I don't like driving in snow and ice, but I've never had to find my way in a blizzard. We unloaded the prisoner, throwing a heavy blanket around him since we couldn't put a coat on him without uncuffing him, and tromped into the highway patrol office. We were greeted by the desk sergeant, the lieutenant, and the captain. None of them looked happy to see us, particularly when they saw our prisoner. Their expressions darkened after they checked the weather. No one said anything, but I knew what was running through their minds. We were all stuck here in this office until the weather cleared. And that's where I left. Oh. All right. Well, that's um, from her. Um, she has a series of books. It's called the um, Maurice Houston series. It's a four-book series that's um, right now on Amazon in ebook form. Um, most of the books are available for 99 cents, and you can buy them all for 2.97 plus tax. So if you want to pick that up, um, if you don't like reading um, ebooks, she has others. Um, she has um, Indian Summer, of course, and I think Love on the Wind. Love is on the Wind. I think it was called. And um, let's see what else does she have over here. Most of her books are on Kindle. So if and if you don't like Amazon, by the way, um, you can check out her books on Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple, you know, Google Play. She's all over the place. So um, she was prolific, and um, like I said before, um, she's Karen. Karen is letting me know that um, there's one book um, that was unpublished. It's 501. So um, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it all together here. Um, so if you want to pick up her books, um, right now those the books the book that she was reading from is on sale for 99 cents, so go pick it up. Um, let's see here. Um, can I find Fran? Let me see. Let me check this out. Let me see. Hi. Hello, Fran? Hi, yeah, I'm here. Oh, my gosh, finally. Oh, I've been on the whole okay. time. I called in at three thirty. Oh my god! I'm can so you hear sorry. me on this phone? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Okay. Let's 
back this up. Um, I wanted to have you on earlier, but I'm glad you're here. Okay, so um, I want you to tell me how you got involved with Red River, a.k.a. Books and Entertainment, with Delaney. Um, April found my children's book, My Name is Bertha, and she asked mm-hmm. me to please be brave and read a chapter from the book, one of the stories, and I did. And she actually offered me a one-hour show right after that, and Delaney um, actually sat down with me and figured out how to load download everything, I did have somebody to do the phones, and I preferred to do it by myself after a while. And my show was very different from everyone else. It was called Book Discussion, and I had to have – I got the author myself, and she wanted me to get five people to ask questions, and that was kind of, like, difficult, but I did do it. And after a while, Delaney, uh, when April left, offered me an hour on her network, which was a lot of fun. And now I'm on MJ Network, which is uh, after my sister who died. Marsha Joyce. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, and I did write a short poem. Okay. Could you read that? I will read it. It's short to the point. Okay. Just a special tribute to a dear friend that is missed and loved by so many. If I could have spoken to you one more time, these are my thoughts. What I would give to just speak to you one more minute one day. What would I give to be able to tell you how we enrich my life in a special way? Just one minute to speak with you, Delaney, like I used to do. One more time to tell you how important my friendship was with you. Memories are precious, and I will never forget them all. You brought joy and laughter to my heart and were always there when I thought I would fail. That the journey of life came to an end for you, the sadness in my heart when you took that final breath, and I realized you decided that you would, not, you would take the next journey in death. How can you say goodbye when you barely said hello? How can you say goodbye when you have so much more that you wanted to do? How can the world be without you, you, my kind heart and one smile? How can the darkness be lifted from our hearts and learn how to continue in your special style? Your love for your friends went far above you see. You taught so many of us think positive and taught me the best I could be. From your podcasts and novels, enriching so many with your words you know. The circle of life has no beginning or end. Places remain smooth with others rich ridges and ruts. You taught me and so many other things we can over, overcome obstacles and more. Delaney, you will always be my heart forevermore. As my father used to say to my mom at the end of every rhyme, I will always love you, all of us on the show, to the very end of time. Amen. Oh, God. Friend, hi. It's Barbara. Uh-huh. I love that poem. It, it's. I wrote three poems, and then I wrote this right before the show started. And I have. There's my sister died, and the clouds turned pink. And I know Delaney suffered, and pink is special. So when I look up in the sky, I know that she's there, and that she, our minds are in a sync, and she's saying hello, not goodbye. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, thank you. Thank you so oh, much, friend. Very beautiful. Would you mind posting that, friend? Yes, I can. As soon as I type Thank it over. You. <laughs> I will. Okay, um okay, wait a minute. Before you all get to um talking again, um I gotta patch on through Amanda Thrasher. She has a few words that she would like to say. Um, hello, Amanda. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you fine. Okay, awesome. Well I just didn't want anyone to think that I hadn't taken time out to remember and honor this incredible lady because she was phenomenal. And um, I'm just as stunned and shocked as you guys are. It it just still blows my mind. But she, um, oh, what I wanted to say was her, somebody had touched base on it earlier, but her laugh was infectious. But what I always noticed was her giggle. Like she would giggle in the middle of the show, and it would absolutely crack me up. I couldn't hardly hold a train of thought because she would just go into this giggle, and it was very infectious. And um, she used to make me laugh because she would always say, you know, I want to live in the mushroom patch. And that was just hilarious because nobody knew what we were talking about. But she'd be like, I want to live in the mushroom patch. I'm going there. Uh, but she was an incredible, incredible person, and um, just like you guys, will I'll just miss her terribly, absolutely terribly. Yes, we're all going to miss you. her so much. 
absolutely. And thank you. And thank you for calling in. Absolutely. And I'm going to continue to listen. So you guys, can you? I want to listen to Mushroom Patch with you all. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, so nice. Hi, Marta. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, let me um, get my um, my last um, announcement in because um, we're I we're I wanted to do the show for about an hour, but we're going over an hour. So, but before I we do go over, I want to make some announcements here. Um, before we go, I want to make the announcement that to readers who are interested in paying homage to Delaney Oaks, um, Delaney's family has asked people to donate to her favorite charity. Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Um, Dolly's, Dolly's charity provides children with a book every month from birth until the age of five at no cost to them or their families. The program is available not only in the U.S., but in the U.K., Canada, Australia, and Ireland. If you'd like to make a donation in Delaney's name to honor her legacy, it would be appreciated. You can do so at imaginationlibrary.com. Now, before we go, I want to thank our listeners and guests who have joined us over the past 14, 15 years on this memorable journey. Um, Also, um, what I want to say is, um, when I started out, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea I was going to meet so many wonderful people. Karen, Marta, Fran, Marsha, Barbara, and especially Delaney. Thank you all for the journey. It was wonderful. So... Until next time, this is Christina Gier. Goodbye and have a blessed tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.